This episode of the Ink Studs is brought to you by House of Ore, Roll20, and Colonial Souls. All co-created by Nolan T. Jones. Nolan is an avid Ink Studs listener and appeared on a few of our book club episodes back in 2011. He'd like for you, his fellow listeners, to know that House of Ore is a fantasy webcomic that's a bit different from its peers due to the way it updates, using reader input that is not just choose your own adventure gimmicks, but instead lightly shapes the background of the world. Roll20 is the most popular way to play tabletop role-playing games online with nearly a half million users. One of Nolan's duties for Roll20 is running the digital artwork marketplace where he helps distribute creator-owned role-playing content. Finally, Colonial Souls is an upcoming comic Nolan wrote about a dying alien race in need of ghostly spirits to inhabit the eggs of their next generation. We're going. <laughs> How's it going? Um, Ink Studs on the road. We're in the back of Morris Deli, our third interview in a row. This is kind of intense. We're just doing like power interviews. But I'm all hyped off the, off the last two, so it's good. Yeah. You, oh, you man, work with I'll, some cool people. I'll chill you out, I guess. <laughs> I'll, I'll hype it down. down. <laughs> Um, the person that's going to slow down for us is Lamar Abrams, uh, Hi. the man behind Remake, Remake 2, Remake 3. Remake, actually, it's oh. Remake, Remake Special, and Remake Extra. Okay. <laughs> I don't number them. <laughs> you just uh, increase their importance. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the latest one is coming out soon, or is it already out? Uh... I don't really have another one planned. I did a mini. The third, third one that came out a while ago? Or? The third one came out in 2012. Okay. And I did a mini for SPX last year. Um, I forgot what I called it. It might have been called Remake Mini. Uh, but yeah, it was just a short 12 pager, and I got Ryan Sands to print it on his risograph. Oh, nice. And we should mention you're also in an issue of The Thickness. Yeah, I'm in the third issue. The, I haven't read that one yet. The intense one. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the Japanese artist in there? Higoro Tagami. Tagami, yeah. Uh, that is a lot to deal with. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, a friend of mine, you have to turn the book around when you start his story. Yeah. A friend of mine was looking through it, and he was like, oh, things got better for that guy. Like the <laughs> Tagami story, they, they don't, <laughs> if you read it the wrong way. <laughs> that would be a great name for a Tagami book. Things got better. <laughs> Less things got inserted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if you read it that way, it starts out really, really rough for that guy. Uh, yeah. And then he becomes a boxer or a fighter yeah. or something. <laughs> um, it's, it's, this, this afternoon's been kind of neat and apropos because everyone's got interesting connections. Mm-hmm. And um, Rebecca's connection is she said she met you at SPX one year. Yeah. You were wearing an Ultraman mask. Yeah, that was, I don't know, my thing for a little while. Like, it was my thing on the internet when I didn't, like, I hadn't met anyone. Like, I, I, uh, when did I even, 
I guess on uh, Gingerbox, mm-hmm. when uh, people would do like selfie threads or whatever. Right, and Gingerbox was a like a message board that Corey Lewis started. Mm-hmm. Um, people were like, post your selfies or whatever, and I was like, I'm gonna post my like, this cool match, yeah. and that's gonna be my thing. I'm gonna be a big mystery. Uh, and then I started going to conventions, and I was like, I should show people my face. I mean, I don't wanna wear this all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it was like my first SPX, it was like 2007. Um, and I had made like too many comics. Uh, yeah, and I met Rebecca there, her and uh, Franz. Do you guys know Franz? Yeah. No. hers, Franz. I think his last name is Bocus. I might okay. be so it she wrong. worked with on the comic sheet. Oh, yeah, yeah on, uh, I guess, some of her early stuff, like Puck Davis, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, we just traded comics, and I was like, I really like this comic. Here's here's my comic. and. Mm-hmm. It was really, it was really nice, and I, I mean, I started to meet more and more people just that way, just through conventions and trading and making friends and meeting people like through Gingerbox and, and I don't know. So a lot of your work seems seems very Japanese, like eighties influence. Yeah. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. Um, I think for a time, like, I don't. I feel like a lot of us have similar backstories, mm-hmm. like late twenties, early thirties, where it's like cartoons or whatever, 80s cartoons, uh, 90s X-Men is always mentioned, uh, anime. It was a good cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> now you're just lying. <laughs> and then uh, anime and then, I don't know, it was like, I was really into anime and then I went to went to art school for a while. What school was that? I went to the Art Institute of Washington in, okay. like, in Roslyn, Virginia. Um, I was gonna go to the Philadelphia school, but they opened up a school like near DC, so I was like, cool, I don't have to like move away. Or anything. Right, so where did you grow up? Oh, I grew up in Washington, DC. Okay. Yeah. At Harsh um, Town. At where? It's a, it's a harsh town. It? Oh, yeah, it was. It used to be. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I go there too early? No, no. <laughs> it used to be, like, I guess a lot of places like, just used to be really harsh and different, and now they're not so harsh oh. or maybe they're still just as harsh mm-hmm. in different ways um, so how did you um, was was did you have a really do you have an interest in art from a very early age yeah like I always like drew and stuff um, since I was like little and uh, I didn't really think about creating anything of my own for like a long time mm-hmm. but I guess that's a lot of people uh, in high school I kind of met some friends that like I had a buddy that uh would like submit stuff to Marvel and I didn't know you could do that I was like ninth grade and I met him and he's like a 10th grader and he was like yeah I've got these submissions and I was like what (laughs) you're just sending them stuff and then I started to think more about like I don't know what kind of comics I wanted to do Um, what kind of comics were you reading around then and 90s Mm X-Men that's it (laughs) Uh, I guess some Adam Warren stuff too oh cool and uh, a lot of Gold Digger Nice, Fred Perry. Yeah. <laughs> this is I like having up, a conversation with Brandon. Yeah, no, I, I bring up Gold Digger a lot because he's one of those unsung heroes. Yeah, for a long time I was like, if I continue to make comics, I guess I'll work for like Antarctic Press or something. They seem to be the only yeah, people. It is actually like talking to me. Doing <laughs> that kind of thing. And they were on the East Coast and, you know, mm-hmm. they were putting out a lot of stuff. Like, like Ninja High School, I wasn't too into, but then I saw Gold Digger and I was like, I think that's oh, the previous things. generations. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, it was really inspiring seeing all that stuff. And I was going to a lot of anime conventions and, like, hanging out in Artist Alley, like, mm-hmm. Katsukon and Otakon. And nice. 
you know, making friends there. Was I there remember, any, like, manga that you were reading at that point? Uh, I was picking up, like, floppies of Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. and I was really into Toriyama and, like, obsessed with Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Quest, which I found mm-hmm. out about his work just through, like, the game. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, like, he was... I didn't know that that was a person that was making it look the way it does. Right. Like, I saw this cartoon, and I was like, why does this look so appealing to me? And then I saw the video games, and then I saw Dragon Ball Z, and I was like, this looks like that stuff. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Like, I didn't know, like, there was a person responsible for the way that, like, all of that stuff looked. Um, right. Then I found out who he was, and then, like, Chrono Trigger came out, and I was like, oh, this guy's amazing. I love right. him. Are, were video games a big part? of form, oh, yeah. formative part of your growing up too? Yeah, yeah, Mega Man. That's all. <laughs> Mega Man. It's the only game I played. Yeah, ever. no, that's, that's, um, because Corey Lewis is, is, you know, got Mega Man tattooed on his soul. Oh. So. <laughs> you still play a lot of Mega Man, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might. Uh, I think is Mega just... Man X the best one? Do you have a... Oh no! <laughs> don't don't ask me which is the best. All right, no, I, I don't ask. I don't mean to ask you which one of your kids you love the most. <laughs> I uh, the series is like all over the place. I think there's something there for everyone. Like the fourth game is my favorite, but a lot of people don't like the games after like two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was one of those things where like I saw the first game and I was like, "What's a guts man? Uh-huh. Like, what is that?" Like, He's strong. That's 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 a that can be a guy. What? Yeah. And it just kind of like blew my mind. And games kept coming out, and they kept making up new weird guys. And I don't know. It really inspired me. Like you could just make a guy out of anything. And I just I don't know. I took that and held on to it. <laughs> right. So when you did when you did your own comics, was it? Or do you feel like you're kind of working through some of your influences? You just doing your own version? Yeah, I. For a long time, I don't know, I think I work pretty slowly because I do want to work through my influences, but I also don't want to repeat exactly what they're doing. Right. So I think... Because that's how I describe your work, because it definitely feels like you're doing your own... Sorry. Slurver. I'm Katie. Hey, Katie. Hi. That's my coworker. Yeah. I'm Robin. That's Brandon. Oh, nice to meet you. Cool. No, it's, it's cool. okay. We'll keep Lamar alive. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Did you get that egg thing? Yeah, this is yours. That's mine? There's an egg on it. I don't want an egg on my burger. Okay. It's I was really upset, but it didn't have my egg burn. There you go. What oh, you? wait. I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> 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 so you work on Steven, too? Yeah, I'm a server. Oh, cool. okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I guess I'll eat this. Yeah, there you go. I'll eat it later. Okay. Cool. Yeah, nice to meet you. Bye. What was I? What was happening? I was going to say that... Um, that your work to me feels a lot like a very uh, kind of personal American version of of uh, kind of your version of, of how you know things like Mega Man or Dragon Ball might feel to you. Yeah, I think there are certain things I want to focus on too. Like I remember, like I like Tezuka and Astro Boy and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and like a lot of older comics and. 
remember reading in Astro Boy where like he was like it was Christmas or something. He was like, "Thank God I'll never grow up." <laughs> <laughs> and it really bugged me. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, you don't want to change and learn and and it was something I saw in, in you know like Mega Man. Like, it's a franchise. It's like he's not gonna change. He's gonna stay this like plucky kid hero robot. And then I saw like other other things reference that and. Like, designs would be cool or whatever, the characters would seem cool, but they'd still have that soul, kind of, where it's just like, yeah, we're doing this again, nothing's gonna change. Uh-huh. Uh, so I really wanted to address that in a remake where, I don't know, he's still, like, a kid robot, but he's learning, and he has friends that aren't necessarily, like, I don't know, other robots, and there's other stuff going on around, and right. just, I kind of want him to grow, like, through that and change. Uh, Hopefully, like, people can see it, like, through the stories, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I was thinking about your work in context, because Corey Lewis came up, and I was thinking about Corey's stuff when I read your work, and it's like, you guys are both tapping into the, into, like, something, but coming from completely different directions Science, with it. yeah. Or, like, him, it's like... like tapping, tapping into similar influences, but dealing with it differently? Yeah, mm-hmm. or just, like, filtering yeah. it differently. Mm-hmm. Like... For him, it's this like, you know, someone just drank twenty Red Bulls and <laughs> you know, like the Tasmanian Devil. And with 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 your work, it feels more kind of like contemplative. Someone just drank a bunch of tea. And yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, it's a green tea, a, bit, a big pot of green tea. The, the the set of panels of yours that I always come back to and, and think I think about it a lot. I think about it too much. <laughs> is the the scene where they uh, where there's the the skeleton character that they, that, oh, they yeah. close his eyes yeah. there, just his like eye sockets, <laughs> and that's just like a such a such fantastic cartooning because it's like just playing with one of those kind of real things that people do in reality all the time in you know? movies, like yeah, all you know like eighties. I guess not reality because none of yeah, I've never <laughs> seen anyone just die and they're like, all right, close his eyes, yeah, shut his eyes for a little bit, yeah, like I just remember a lot of movies. And like he didn't make it, and the hand over the eyes, and I didn't know. Like as a kid, I was just like, "Is that necessary? Do you have to touch the dead body?" Right. To... <laughs> Can you just leave? <laughs> just the staring eyes. Yeah. <laughs> or is it? Or is it known that it's creepy that someone died and their eyes are open, and so it's like, okay, so other people aren't creeped out. Let's close their eyes. Yeah, and like just never wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I remember, yeah, that really like stood out to me, and I wanted to. I think it was the first person that had died, quote unquote, in the comics, and I was like, well, maybe he's not dead. Let's close his eyes and see uh-huh. what happens. <laughs> like closing his eyes would be like checking. Yeah. <laughs> if his bones are still warm. <laughs> now with with Gingerbox and kind of the community on there, do you feel like you're? Do you feel like you're part of a community? Do you you have a? Uh, do you have a scene that you feel like you're part of with your work? A scene? Not necessarily. I feel like that's, that really limits limits you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I definitely am aware of, like, the connections I've gotten, like, through, like, the internet, Gingerbox, LiveJournal, mm-hmm. uh, just going to conventions and stuff like that. And I think 
early on I thought a lot about that because there seemed to be like a lot of different camps of like mm -hmm. there are all these artists in like New York or something and that's right. where it seems to be happening and then you have like people from Philadelphia and then you hear about people in Canada and wherever else and I think I thought about like my place because you know DC isn't really known for like there are artists there but yeah were there any other artists coming out of there that you're aware of Ron Wimberly is from DC. Oh, nice. Uh, I just uh, didn't, or he just did his thing with with me on my profit book. Yeah, I just read Prince of Cats like a few months ago, and I was just like, "This is so good." That is fantastic. Um, John Staten, uh, he's done some work for Marvel. He's kind of a mentor of mine, and I think he's done some stuff with like Fred Frank Cho, Liberty Meadows. Okay. He went to University of Maryland. Um, Maryland's like right next to DC. Mm -hmm. uh, being so close to SPX must have been pretty important for you. Yeah, no. early on, I, I remember going to the convention and like in 2005, when did the first Scott Fogel come out? First or second one? Um, uh, that's a good question. 2004 Yeah, three? I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I remember going to specifically get that book. Like, it was like, oh, like, this guy, Brian Lee O'Malley, is going to be at this convention that I didn't really pay much attention to because I was still, it was a transitional period for me from like right. anime conventions to small press expo because I wanted to like make my own stuff. And, like, Were you aware of Mal's stuff before then? Just on Gingerbox. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I, I'd seen Lost at Sea. I'd read Lost at Sea. Okay, yeah. Um, were, you, were you at all part of, do you remember Locke at all? Is that yeah, I, when I started school, I like, it was, I guess they had a, a blog together or something mm -hmm. and there were these like daily drawings that they used to do him right because Locke was really like I always describe him he was like the dad to Corey Lewis and Brian <laughs> he used to do like photography and stuff too yeah, yeah. I remember like going on his website and like looking at like photos and stuff being mm -hmm. like this group of people is so mysterious and cool mm -hmm. is that something you ever thought about while putting your own work online is how you how other people were presenting themselves like do you think about like with a mask and everything do you think about your your online kind of, persona or just your, 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 like, your um, how people that look at your work perceive you I don't think I was thinking about it too much but I was I was building something I think without yeah. thinking about it like I didn't have a website for like a really long time um, but I was able to you know like scan stuff and put it up on a forum right mm -hmm. um, and then the live journal kind of felt like a website where it was like oh this is my like space I can talk about random nonsense and post some pictures and I really miss how live journal felt like reading a newspaper every morning and going through it yeah. if you pick just a bunch of amazing artists to look at yeah now it's just Russian porn yeah and a lot of Always. Russian photographers like I'll check sometimes and it'll be like I've for photographers that I've like followed before and they're still like updating their live journals I'm like wow this is great and then I leave <laughs> <laughs> there was a time that was my main output for instance mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. So is there, do you feel like you're, um, something we talked about a lot today is, is uh, kind of the jump between doing comics and animation. Mm -hmm. Was that something that, um, that, was, that was difficult in your work or did it feel, like what was the experience like going from into animation? Um, I majored in animation, uh, but again, the school I went to, it was really new, so I, they had a lot of kinks to work out. I don't really think I got much from their animation program, but I got a lot of 
storytelling like knowledge just by like doing my own comics mm -hmm. and my friends there exposing me to like just stuff like European comics and like old American independent comics like a friend of mine introduced me like Paul Pope's work and I was just like what the hell what is this this kind of reminds me of like it's black and white so it reminds me of like manga and stuff like that and mm -hmm. he made this he published this I don't what's happening like I don't see DC or Marvel's logo on here right. you know and that kind of like setting off something in my brain and then seeing like stuff from Mobius and I guess other alt I guess alternative Japanese artists like I like you say like manga artists but there's a distinct like thing in your head yeah. that it looks a certain way and then I started to see did you ever see the Fooly Cooly manga? oh yeah yeah I remember how like it looked completely different from the show and it was just kind of like weird and like abstract mm -hmm. and like much more cartoony yeah and like looking at it and being like I can't pin this down mm -hmm. you know like I can't I don't think I've seen anything else like this out, coming out of Japan anyway or like at the time um It's, what was the question again? Oh, who knows, let's move along. <laughs> <laughs> that was all right there. Oh, transitioning yeah. into yeah, yeah. animation? Uh, I had a storyboarding class, so I kind of knew that it was at least similar to comics in some way, where it was like, okay, setting up a shot and right. things like that. I didn't know a lot of the technical terms, like with cameras, like truck in and things like that I still mm -hmm. get confused about but you have you can draw arrows and they point in a direction right. and it's like okay um so in that way it wasn't really difficult because I don't I guess I don't really do any like physical animating mm -hmm. you know like I'm not like making a guy run like frame by frame have you ever played around so, with that have I ever played played around with animation doing the actual uh I've done like some gifs and stuff mm -hmm. just like really short looping things I don't think I have the patience or like doing something that's like longer. Right. Um, I don't know, it's tough. <laughs> like I kind of, I was actually working on a comic today for uh, Comics versus Games. That, uh, the TCAF thing? Yeah. Um, and it was just so relaxing to focus on one image. <laughs> right, not to think about it moving. Yeah, for like a long time and I was just like, like shading these mountains, and I was like, ah, I'm just gonna stay here for a while, and, right. you know, and then I'm gonna sit back and look at it, and then I'm gonna go back in, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a really different, like, thought process. Mm -hmm. I feel like comics now, like, to me, is very relaxing, like, mm -hmm. when I think about it, and the amount of time I can just put into a page or a panel or whatever, and right. because animation is like so many steps, and it's so broad, I sometimes get overwhelmed, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, I've gotten really fast at drawing, so that's good. Like, and in comics, people see your actual marks you're making as opposed to animation, where it's passed through. Yeah, they uh, they seem to retain a lot of our uh, style. Mm -hmm. Like we're all drawing like the same characters. Yeah, but, uh, I noticed that too. Yeah. They seem to retain a lot of like you can see certain things and be like, uh, like Helen Joe is my uh, storyboard partner. Mm -hmm. um, we've been getting back some of the episodes that she's done and. She has a certain way that she'll draw fingers, and it really stands out. Like when you see the animation, you're like, oh, those are your fingers. That's you. Yeah, they also have a bunch of sassy Korean girls on those episodes. Say again? Like, and they also have sassy Korean girls on those episodes? Not yet. <laughs> Do you have a sassy Korean girl in your office? Yes. I just have. <laughs> 
so much sass. <laughs> Have you looked at her latest book? Oh no, I needed it. Oh, it's so good. My stuff's always fantastic, yeah. but um, my brain just shut down. I had another question. That's okay. It's okay. Um, well, I mean, let's talk about partnering with with Helen, and because both of you, your comics are completely different. Mm. Um, like, I don't really like connect what you're making. Um, and so that's interesting because you come from different angles. Yeah. How that collaboration works. Um, let's see. I guess I can't talk specifically about what happens in episodes, but the episodes that we have done together, like, yeah, comic, uh, Helen's comics have, like, a lot of, like, sass and, like, attitude, and that comes through, I think, in her storyboards, but there's also, like, a really large amount of like heart yeah in her work too that I don't think I have like I'm like okay yeah jokes and like you know like some sweet moments and some cute moments and stuff like that but uh there's some stuff that she's done that I don't know I feel like the balance of like jokes and heart and sass that she brings really helps the episodes that we've worked on feel really good to me from what I've seen like and I don't know I don't I don't think I was expecting that amount of like heart to come through no, I thought it was gonna be like mostly like oh you know like Helen's like yeah fuck up <laughs> <laughs> you know and and then when it gets down to it it's just I don't know it's really like, touching seeing had, her episodes had you worked together before or only when you started no I knew her work and we've been friends like I met her and Calvin at Mocha maybe in 2008 mm-hmm. or so um, so I was definitely familiar with their work and like fans of like all their stuff and I think yeah that's how I like found uh, found out about like Ryan and like what he was doing and like Ryan Sands Ryan, yeah Ryan Sands and, and printing his zines and stuff through them and yes <laughs> learning about another like community somewhere else where I wasn't yeah. it was just like wow these guys are doing all this cool stuff so now that you're doing kind of both animation and comics, does it, I don't know, does it make you think at all about kind of, is there, is there a point that you see yourself that you want to be? Like, do you, do you want to make your own shows? or I do. do just play I, around in all fields? I, I, I would like to play around in all fields. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I want to, I always want to make comics. I always want to be able to have that kind of control. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to take this time on Steven to, like, just really learn about what's going on, what can be done, what can't be done, you know, like, how things kind of play out, and, uh, yeah, I definitely like to work on, like, a show of my own, and, uh, see how it goes, and then work on something else, you know, like, yeah, kind of want to be all over the place a little bit. It's, it seems like you kind of get a lot out of being involved, and it's kind of something bigger. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad for, actually, before this I did some freelance for uh, Ian's uh, do you guys know Ian Jones Cordy he's our is he the one that drew the Stephen behind us yeah those are his initials yeah right there that's Ian he's our I'll just get a photo of that animation supervisor Uh or something and he's done some work on Adventure Time and Adventure Brothers um, but yeah, I did uh, some freelance for a pilot that he did before I came out here. Um, and that was really fun. It was like just some character designing and some background characters and 
No, it's just for a pilot that didn't get picked up. Um, he's doing some more stuff for it, mm-hmm. so I think the potential for it to get picked up is still like there. Um, but it was really fun and just like I don't know, like I had. I don't think I thought I could do anything like that at that point, and then when I was got the opportunity, I was like, okay, let's let's try this, and I don't know. I think me and Ian have some of the same like kind of like ideas and sensibilities, so it fit. And I think that was really interesting because I think Rebecca has really like pulled together a team that fits with the story in Steven Universe as opposed to just like a bunch of talented folks in it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's everyone kind of brings something like really yeah, special. It was really interesting because I was I was saying to her about how the artists that I know that are on the show just all seem like the nicest people. Yeah. So it's gotta be very a very pleasant work environment. And it is it's great. <laughs> it's really, it's really refreshing and nice. And I mean, I've worked in the offices before, and it's, I don't know, it's like night and day. Sometimes I think it's like too good to be true. Like, yeah. Like I can't believe everyone's nice and everyone encourages each other and everyone's like patient and, you know, like beats themselves up about the work too. Like, oh, I gotta put more into this, or I gotta try harder. Like everyone wants to try and be as good as like they can be and it's really like we all inspire each other it's really nice it's really amazing because if you asked me you know 10 years ago what I thought of animation it was like an animation I just feel like a bunch of soulless drones <laughs> well from that was something we saw this week <laughs> yeah we saw that earlier but, but oh from yeah stories I hear like I don't know like I, I got really lucky being able to work on this show like just stories about people being in the animation industry for a long time and they're just like oh fuck this like yeah living in vancouver i mean it's it's a huge animation hub Mm -hmm. and it's the exact like talking to people they're like some people are happy and a lot of it's just it's their job like it's like you know you work in an office and you go and you draw it's a, I don't really see like that same excitement. Like it yeah, seems well, it's like, like Rebecca was talking about about board-driven shows too. Like mm-hmm. if you're if you're getting to put your ideas in it and actually be involved in the process, yeah, it's got to feel so much more artistically gratifying than just getting a script and being like these jokes yeah. are funny. I got to work on this. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Excuse me. <laughs> I can cut that out. If uh, you like. Leave it in. Cut it in. Leave it. I like burps. It's a natural part of being a person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to take away Lamar's humanity. We are drinking soda pops in the back of a deli. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't even know that shows that weren't board driven. I didn't I didn't really know the difference mm-hmm. until I got here. And then I I guess SpongeBob is board driven. Which I think like I'm not that into SpongeBob, but I think that's what gives it it's like longevity. It's right. like there's so much put into it from like people that work on that show and do you keep up on much on much cartoons and comics that are coming out now cartoons I don't know like anime I guess I watch Steven Universe I'm a big fan of that show <laughs> I mean, it's good uh, cockiest people working on it it's it's it's, it's funny Fine. it's funny to like be drawing it and then see it and be like mm-hmm. well it's this it's still it's, it's new you know what I mean like yeah. you see it in front of you and you're like well, like we were watching episodes this morning, and it's like this looks like something we would draw. Yeah, like it's not a. It's. I don't think there are episodes you worked on. 
mm. but it's like this looks like right Everybody's... and like if you weren't working on it you would be like this is the fucking best yeah I need to work on that show <laughs> they should call me up yeah uh, yeah it's uh, I watch Adventure Time I still kind of keep up with that and like I guess the other one's regular show uh, I don't know all the shows that are in the building that I <laughs> I <even> work <laughs> um, I've been watching I've been trying to watch some older anime I started watching Crusher Joe oh that's a good one the universe is the dirty pair. Yeah, I didn't like me and uh, Katie that was here. We were watching it, and we were like, "It feels like Dirty Pair and Cowboy Bebop smashed together. What's happening?" And then we found out it was like the same, I guess, director. Or it was the same pair. novelist, I think, that wrote the Dirty Pair and Crusher Joe. I'm right. Maybe same director. Was it same director? I don't remember. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really fun. If one. you're listening, you can Wikipedia this. <laughs> Because um, oh, I saw that. on your like I saw in your office wall that you had a, a zillion. Yeah, I uh, found out about the video game, and I downloaded it and I played it. And then I used I, to blast salt and pepper and play that game <laughs> just to age myself. Push it, push it. Yeah, push it real good. It was actually I used to like oh, sing along sex. to push it while playing zillion. Was yeah. the music in zillion like? Repetitive? Was it that same tune yeah. throughout the whole game? Yeah, it was. Oh, I see. Yeah. And it has a, a level where you're a, a mo- road motorcycle and can transform into a kind of cyclone Robotech. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah I downloaded it and I played it and I like got really bored and then I was like, this is an anime? Mm-hmm. And I watched it. And, and they're in a band too in the anime, aren't they? Or maybe I'm just thinking of, you know, a lot of Japanese animation of that era would always draw the main characters like in a band as like an extra poster or something. I don't know that I've seen them in a band, but I, I wouldn't put it past them. Because <laughs> we were talking about how they're called the White Nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the White Nuts. Such a terrible name. But it's or supposed to be the White Knights. I is think? it just like some kind of loss in translation thing? I, I don't know. Or it's just like someone just made it up. Well, in the old Shiro comic, uh, Dunan Newt was, mm. it was originally Dunan Nut. And they're like, let's mess with that for English version. <laughs> Do you think that that stuff, because your work does have that feeling to it, kind of, uh, like I said before, like kind of an 80s, whatever. Do you, do you go back a lot more and relate to that stuff when you see it stylistically more than, you know, watching like Kill a Kill or whatever you stuff? Yeah, I think so. Like, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about this, like the characters seem to have more weight in older mm-hmm. animation than they do now. Like everyone's very like, stylized to where it's just like I don't know it's like the perfect version of itself right. kind of and I feel like I don't know maybe it's just nostalgia too like I grew up with stuff like that like visually so but I mean I don't know it's hard to think about like I like newer stuff but I'm always like looking back and then like mm-hmm. I'll get bored with the new stuff really quickly and then I'll look back and be like oh there's this or like and I'll look back a little further and be like oh this is what that came from and kind of get like inspired from that I remember what I was going to say before is I was thinking about how the Furry Curry was the first animation that I saw where like you know Steven Years Adventure Time where they changed the character designs up Mm-hmm. as it went and it was really surprising to me just like just the color schemes could kind of hold the characters designs yeah it's it's nice when things change mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think some stuff was like that was happening on our show too I don't know if I should say but like just design changes like uh, 
the designs changed to be closer to the board artist's drawings. Mm -hmm. And not like the other way around. It was like, okay, draw them like this. But then we found certain things that were, uh, that all the board artists were doing mm -hmm. that maybe weren't like in the original version of like the model of Steven or whatever. And the designs changed accordingly, which I, I don't know, I'm really, that is another thing that doesn't happen on a lot of shows I've heard. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's good. It's a good time. I'm learning a lot. I'm, I'm having fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm thinking we should probably wrap it up because the place we're in is shutting down or shut down now. It's shut down. It's shut down. It's been shut down for five minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're Thank you for talking to us, Lamar. Yeah, thanks I really for appreciate talking you. to me. You taking the time out of your busy day, drawing away. Uh, yeah. Reminder, <laughs> folks, Lamar Abrams, you can find his work in Thickness Number Three, as well as the remake series of books. Yes. From Ad House. <laughs> and and uh, I guess Ryan's putting together another Thickness collection. Yeah. And I got a new thing in there. Oh, nice. So watch out. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm, yeah, I'm going to try to do some new stuff for that, too. What? Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Thank you so much, Lamar. No problem. I get it to the world.